Crystal Jordan, Be Honest, and myself, Kevin Davis, we are Music Love Life, and welcome to another episode. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. I took a little break, <laughs> and um, I, I see y'all slick a... tried to replace me real quick. What? <laughs> <laughs> Crystal, well, we, what is this? We, we had a relationship therapist on right. last week, Stacey J, that came out, and today we just have a full house. We got... Some special guests. We're going to really get into some great conversations. First of all, we got to introduce our first guest is Henny, a.k.a. The Business. He's one of the biggest producers in uh, the business. We invited him to come on and talk a little bit about, first of all, his body of work is impressive. He's worked with it. my favorite artist, Chris Brown. Right on. And a lot of That's other That's your people. favorite artist? That's my favorite artist. You Chris have Brown said that Beyonce, before. Yeah. I'm sorry. Chris no, Brown is amazing. Favorite in title is one. You can't have a, I can. I can split it you because have two they're best both friends. equally phenomenal. You can have two best I have friends. two best friends. You can. Best I have is, it. And I, those best are is a qualifier. Favorite is split. <laughs> Chris Brown. I got an idea. Beyonce. Why don't you say my favorite producer is Henny? And that way encompasses all of that. it. No, hey, Henny's cool. super It's all good. Super dope. And the great thing about Henny is he's been around for he's been consistent and around for a long time. There are a lot of producers that you know, start and then they stop, and then there's some that have started and they yeah, don't you know have how you know how disc you know how a, a computer loads stuff, right? So I'm looking at my man's discography, and I swear that shit loaded like <laughs> 75 times. It's still just I'm like, come on, man, come on. I got yeah. tired of looking at songs, yeah, like, <laughs> and it's and it's not and and then too, no no shade to some of the producers that you have, but they'll have like one dope record, and then the rest of them be like, oh, those are album fillers. <laughs> wow, <laughs> those are mm-hmm. album fillers. Well, no shade. You say no shade before you said that shit. I said no shade. Wow, we've had some, we've had that is some completely like that. shade. No, no. Lucky my man is light skinned like me, so it's no shade that gets us. In the shade, in the, in the shade, we just dark skin. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. Let's start. I see so Bay's brothers got to stick together. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Thanks for hanging out. We've been trying to do this forever. Yeah. And so we finally got you here. So we're going to have a good time. Pleasure. Pleasure to be Our here. Our second guest is Jamal Kosher of Kosher Footwear. Um, he's an Atlanta influencer. He has a, a fashion line here of shoes that um, are for men. Actually, they're unisex, I learned last night, for men and women. Also has a bicycle club that he's kind of started. I know people are really getting excited here in Atlanta. We've, we're, we're becoming very L.A.-like, <laughs> you know, with everybody excited mm-hmm. about working out and getting on the belt line and things like that. Um, but we wanted Jamal to come by and talk about some some of the stuff going on on social media that I think we're going to get into in just a bit. But welcome, Jamal. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Thank man. You. Yeah. So hold on. Bicycle Club. You got to tell me about that real quick. I'm sorry, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a L.A. thing. I think I've been riding bikes um, since I was a kid. Me too. Um, yeah. Like, I've been riding bikes where people have the pegs. They just ride on the back and yeah. you pedal. Exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like having the posters on my wall and all that. So, right. So I think, I think now it's just a lot of people have gotten together that have had the same type of passion and... You know, we just kind of called ourselves the dope peddlers, and it's—I mean, it's—it's a—it's a—it's a group of good guys, and we have a good time doing this. You know, stress relief, and then you know, it's a—we uh, we do some miles, we do some real miles. So it's nothing that you know you want to just come out and just you know hey. with your little <laughs> your Walmart bike. You want... me, me and a friend of mine started riding on the uh, Silver Comet Trail. Okay. And I decided to do it one day by myself because, you know, he worked a job, so I was off in a day. I was like, let me just try this myself. <laughs> I rode 15 miles out. 
Okay. But didn't realize I had to ride 15 miles, miles back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got back, man. You know, I saved the, the GPS and everything because I let everybody know you yeah. know I rode 30 miles a day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my body stuff. was done. Yeah. But I think you have to have a special. I know one of the guys in your in your in your group, uh, middleman. Shouts out to middle. And I, I went over. We, I think we were watching the Grammys or something. And he showed me this very sophisticated and expensive bike. He yeah. was like, "Look at my bike," you know. And then and not a and not a motorcycle, but the actual bike. And I was like, "That looks really dope yeah, middle, and expensive." Uh, middle. middle just redid his bike. I mean, we all ride um, fixed gear or single gear. Um, what does that mean? Well, it just means you don't have gears. So, okay. I you gotta mean, be a man gear, about it. Yeah, fixed gear just means it's it's fixed. So you know, you start pedaling, the it's wheel it. stops. Oh wow! Um, so so we all ride fixed gear, or or like I ride. I'm a little older, so I ride single speed. Okay. <laughs> so I can stop my I can stop my feet and it'll it'll still go on. But I mean, it's just a it's a culture and everything. You know, it's a culture in bicycling. Um, we we ride. I think uh, what about three times a week: Tuesdays, uh, Sundays, and Thursdays. So um, we have a ball out there, man. We have a ball. Everybody need to come on out there. Somebody, yeah, somebody come stole my bike when I was a kid, man. I'm still mad about this. I got a Can- <laughs> I got a Cannondale bike. It used to be expensive. But I got it from a Geek Monster, though. Really? I don't know the best that. bikes. Yeah. I'm the best bikes. Yeah. You know the Geek Monster is? No. Okay. No. Do y'all wear like special shoes when you ride and all that? <laughs> See, the thing is, remember I was saying it's a it's a different culture. So you do have the culture of, you know, the dudes that wear the biking pants and the, the little shoes. and. But they're fly. These yeah, we don't the, really wear that. We don't fly really wear guys. That. But we don't knock the guys that do, you know, because a couple of those guys do come out and ride with us. And I mean, it's all good. It's all good. Um now I might I might get some 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 click ons you know which are the shoes it just makes it more efficient at, at cycling, but uh, you won't catch me in no biking shorts and stuff like that. What, what, but what about those shorts? There's some shorts I got the like gel padding in it. If you ride long distance, sometimes you got to put yeah, that under see, your shorts. Now see, I'm gonna be honest with you. Now I do have those. Okay, me but too. They, they I always go up under. Up so under. you never ain't nobody so you be out know. there some hooping shorts. And some shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just wear something. Yeah. And we still doing see, miles. I, can, I can fuck with that. That's, that's yeah, my yeah, speed. Yeah, yeah, it might not be no. It might be some Converse or something. You right. know, I don't know if I'm being under Jordans, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, we just have a ball, man. You just come on out there, man. You know, if you need your bike tuned up, we'll tune you up a little bit. Because um, we do not recommend you come out there with that Walmart bike. That ain't what you do. See, yeah, bougie, shaming, shaming. You get out there 15 miles, and then that Walmart bike lets you know those screws start start coming out of the, the, <laughs> oh, man, the frame. You know, I'm not ready. I see now. I'm not. The bike that I have is not is not is not on the. You got them with the little the little ribbons on the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, Crystal yeah. got a basket on the front, a little <laughs> right, bell, ching ching. No, nah, you can rent a bike though. You can rent a bike on our Tuesday rides. You can rent a bike. That's exciting, man. And the, the the unisex shoe line—that's something I've never heard of. Tell us a little bit about what that is. Yeah, I've been doing. Um, I've, I've been creating things probably since '98. The brand was established in '98. So from jewelry, backpacks, coats, um, shirts, now shoes. Um, we've always had something that we've just kind of produced on a consistent basis. So every year, we the brand releases probably about three to four products. Um, but we just try to release it on a, you know, on a global scale. So it's nothing that we just try to, you know, release a whole lot of products. But the things that we do release are, you know, some really um, well-built products. Uh, the shoe that we just released now, the Kosher Oxblood, in fact, is a hand-built uh, shoe. So um, we can call it an artesian shoe. You know, you want to be fancy. But uh, it's just something that we, you know, really take our time. When I say we, I need to say me. Because I'm, you know, because <laughs> I design it, you know, I produce it. Um, I shoot, edit you know, the, the the videos for it. Right. Um, we get it done. But um, 
at the end of the day, more so than just being a, a fashion dude, because I'm not really a fashion dude, though I'll create fashion. It's more about being able to produce product and and not to be so much of a consumer, but actually a producer. So I've really said my speech. Right on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm a dark skinned brother. Right? I'm loving this. I mean, because we have so many. Gotta make it a color thing. You. I mean, always. we got so many fashionable people, and right. I don't know if that's just the 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 thing that's going to you know catapult us to the next level. Yeah. I think when it comes to you know us being able to create our own, we have to kind of put ourselves in place to do just that. Where are you from? I'm from Atlanta. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah, I'm from Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm from Atlanta, that, that, man. That's the thing that's, I think, so dope about um, Atlanta. Even, and I'm not from here. I know, you know, Henny's not from here. Kevin is not from here. But when you come here, there's such a create, that the creative energy is so dope that we can steal that from you no, all you and become a part of the culture. We, we see Atlanta- you guys. We see y'all walking around here. We know you who you are. We, we know you. <laughs> no, but seriously, it, it, there's a real, there's a serious creative energy that's here. And I think people, we were talking about last night, um, Jamal and I, how Atlanta, you know, is like a trend-setting place for the rest of the, the world, really, you know? Yeah, it You're is. Welcome. I mean, Atlanta for me was always, uh, when I when I really started to travel in high school, only thing I had to do was say I'm from Atlanta, and people were just so interested in and in knowing what was going on. As yeah. opposed to yeah. probably in middle school, you were like I'm from Atlanta, and people were like, all right, get that little country thing out of here. <laughs> right, yeah, right. You're not checking for that. Um, so, and 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 I think Atlanta a, a lot was was a lot different from other cities because we were more welcoming of others, right, and more accepting yeah. of other people and their talents. Um, I think we're kind of cringing at that now. Yeah, um, the, yeah. these days, um, because we're getting overflowed, but uh. I, th- I think now we're just a melting pot, and we have so many talented people from everybody, and that's why we really just kind of run shit now. Yeah, H- Henny, right. when did you get to Atlanta? Man, '98. Uh, I went to Morehouse College. Okay. And, uh, so I left, went to LA for about six years, and then came back because uh, my family was, my brothers stayed here. I wanted to come back and have some property here, and I love Atlanta. So yeah. now my children are Atlanta born. You know what I mean? So where are you originally from? from? Seattle. Seattle, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Dope. I want to actually ask, um, I wanted, I've been trying to get Henny to come on for a minute because you have a series that you put out yourself called Adventures in Beat Making because yeah. we know about all the dope, you know, people that you've worked with and artists and everything, but this seems like something that you did uh, more for people that are maybe inquisitive or maybe even just for you because you talk about your family, we see right. your children. So talk a little bit about your series. It was about a year ago I, I had an idea that just came to me because I was with a couple partners talking about branding. And, uh, you know, as producers, you're always in the background and you try to play your tag in the front and try to make sure that you can you get some type of name recognition. And I've been doing that uh, for over 10, 12 years. And I knew that as I, you know, it's it's still going to be a young man's game, the, the music industry and me almost being 38 now. Um, it was something that I had to be able to sustain myself. I got a family. I got a wife. I got children. I got a lot more other things going on than just being able to be in the studio at five in the morning every day. You know what I mean? So um, I started making I started making my music on the uh, the iPad about three years ago. Fully, like I shut my studio down. Um, I just started seeing if it was capable of of being able to 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 be as as professional as something like having a big studio like we're in here right now. So I decided to take that idea of being on an iPad, being able to be anywhere, anytime with my family or doing all those things and show it because I always, I've always been into like videography and, and all of that. So I was like, okay, Instagram's got 60 seconds. Let's see if I can do it in 60 seconds <laughs> and start building this brand and, and turn the camera on myself. And so uh, almost a year ago, I started doing that every week and just showing what my life is like every week, but making a beat through it in 60 seconds. And um, 
That's Adventures in Beat Making, and it's um, episode 50 tomorrow. 50. Um, wow. um, and it's wow. given me a whole nother uh, uh, a level of, of, of people who never knew what I was about, never knew my personality. Uh, and then my confidence is just like you're, you got to show yourself, you got to show your family, you got to show what you, you might have worn that, might have worn that a few weeks ago. You know, all that <laughs> shit that you go through, like, hey, shit. You know what I mean? But over time, it just, you just realize that uh, just putting yourself out there and being as transparent as possible, shit, you just you just being able to uh, really show what you're about. And so now it's off, it's giving me a lot of opportunity uh, to do a lot of different things coming to 2018. So you know, it's, it's a blessing. Did, did, did I mention that light skinned people are amazing? I think I think that we're amazing people. <laughs> you see, and see, and Crystal said something when I said dark skin brothers unite. I'm man, in the middle, and I just hey, man, say the bands was clicked you know, up like that. You ain't say nothing. No, 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 I, no. no, no. I, I think that let's be honest. Henny hasn't even co-signed him at all. I don't care. It's you. It's you. Anyway, what do you mean? he doesn't have to co-sign me. It's, it's automatic. And besides that, me and Jamal clicked up because we both Atlanta. So, it's, so I'm, what you're saying I'm is I'm good with everybody just... in the room. Y'all need to watch y'all back. <laughs> if something go down, y'all need to watch y'all back. I'm good. Well, let's let's get into this conversation. Yeah. Let's get into this conversation because we we uh, we talked. Kevin and I talked earlier in the week, which is why we definitely wanted you to be here today yeah. because there were headlines that went out when the Grammy nominations came out that uh -huh. there were for the first time since I think 1997 there were no white males uh, recognized or nominated for Record of the Year. And I think also album. A, well, song, album of the year and also song of the year. Um, and so there is a white person. I didn't even realize at first because, you know, you see the headlines and it seems so provocative. I thought there was no white person, period. But there is a white woman, Lord, mm -hmm. who, who is... <laughs> Lord, who is... Not, who actually is... I think, what is she? What is, I think she's like from that's New the Zealand. Brit British that's oh, the, New Zealand? Yeah, she's from mm -hmm. New Zealand. Ah, but, New Zealand. That's white. That is very white, but but there was no white male, and this is a these are categories that I think up until now have been pretty much dominated by mm -hmm. white males. So, right. what do you think? Do you think that this is a change? This is a this is I guess cognizant. People are cognizant of a change happening, or you think this is just a fluke? You know, the thing is, right? Um, I'm a I'm a governor for the Grammys for the Atlanta chapter, mm -hmm. and so uh, I'm kind of like on the the front lines of seeing all of this come out and. Um, Understanding that at the end of the day, when it comes to the Recording Academy, they want to know, at, like, after the show was done, you know, January 29th or whenever it's going to be, did they get it right? Right? That's always the question. Did they get it right? You know, those those times where, you know, that artist won or that person won and you're like, what the fuck? Like, where did they come <laughs> from? Right? But you look at this time right now and you look at how... You know, how we talked about how Atlanta is shaping the music industry, how hip-hop has transformed and birthed trap, and how trap has transcended, and how streaming and everything about, about music right now is so urbanly influenced that it's no doubt that we're, we're, we're dominating in the type of music that we're creating. It's just, you know, it's just rising above some of the other the genres and I'm like shit. We're getting it right now. You know what I mean. And well, uh, we're the ones that are, are casting the votes, though, right? But well, here's the, here's the thing mm, about the Grammys, right? I yeah, mean, I a lot of people say. get frustrated about how it works. And just to break it down really quick, you have a different, you have a, a certain set of processes. The first process is that anybody can nominate. You know, if you're part of the Recording Academy and you you know paid your hundred dollar dues and you have you know the the right uh, qualifications to become a member, then you can nominate anybody to be on any category for any Grammy, right? So 
the main thing is you want as many people to nominate you if you you know you're an artist or whatever. Now, if you're a popular artist, you're just gonna you you know your label's gonna throw it in and whatever, and you're just gonna see those nominations. From there goes to the committees that says uh, it's a steering committee that says, okay, well you rap but you sing and you also do that. Should it be R and B or should you be hip hop? Right. And so they steer certain artists in certain directions to make it so that it gets to the point where we have a committee for certain genres. So R&B has a committee. Hip hop has a committee this year. You know, gospel and rock and all these committees come in and say, okay, these were the top 20 that were nominated. Right. And then from there, everybody in that committee has to go ahead, listen to those those nominating those uh, those categories and have a discussion like we're having right now and say, I don't know if that was it. I don't know if that was that. But these are all peers of, you know, your genre. If you're in hip hop, it's going to be peers of your genre saying that was dope, but this is doper to get it to that top five. And once you get it to that top five, they vote on it. They get it to that top five and then they send it back to the, the, the voting members all across the nation. And those top five become that top one. And so at the end of the day, you see that. Um, um, when it comes down to it, it's still going to be peer peer to peer. You know what I mean. And when it, and hopefully this year we understand that you know musicians are musicians. And if you have an open mind, you're going to understand that if you don't if you don't like hip hop, if you don't like rap, if you don't like some of these genres that are at the top of the categories now, you can still understand that there's some really great music there, and you should probably fuck with it. Yeah. So um, hopefully you know January 28th, it'll 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 show some really great things, and it's in. It's in New York, and so it's going to be completely different. Yeah. Right. Well, it seems like that would also still lend the ability for lobby power based on the way the steering committees and things like that work. Straight so, up. So maybe it's just that finally we're getting our lobby voice. Yeah. And there's somebody who's willing to, to vouch for those artists when they come up to that committee to be steered, and they're not being shut down before they even get voted on. And, you know, there's definitely, I mean, I've heard of, you know, specific lobbying that's definitely, you know, some shit that people don't ever want people to do. It's like, right. oh, well, right, 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 I'm going to get you some tickets if you get my shit on and right. I'll be able to, you know, like... That's, 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 if you can't control that type of thing, it's always going to, you know right. what I mean? Because I, right. I think, especially when you're talking about that happens internally, you know what right. I mean? And that's right. based, it's just an internal ethical thing and I don't think there's a way to totally police that. Um, but oh, no, I don't want to police it. I'm saying we finally oh. have a lobby voice. <laughs> I'm saying the lobby right. shit is happening yeah. everywhere. So we need you just to have want us to be able to do it. Too. Why can't we have okay. a lobby? I mean, that was yeah. the whole point was for us to step up and take control of our own destiny. That's why my man is creating. He's he's a creator. He said, "I create many things. I run this. I do this. Right. I yeah. said we, but I meant me. Yeah. Yes, that's how we do it. That's definitely yes. how you do it. Straight up. Right. You know, and at, and at the end of it, at the end of the day, when you look at these bigger categories, you know, um, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be a diverse room in there. Right. You know, because but this is huge. Yeah, I mean, that, those insane. are the biggest. Those are the pretty much the big album of the year, song of the year. Biggest, biggest nominations of the night. Right. What are your predictions? Because I mean, there's a lot of there's some great competition Man. in there. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at album, your you, look at, you look at album of the year, and you got like uh, uh, Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. You got Bruno Mars. You got Jay Z. You got Kendrick Lamar and Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, personally, my favorite, and not just because you know I've worked with him um, for for a while, is Kendrick. But that right. album was. To me, it was it was amazing. It changed the the way um, we listen to music. It and did. I mean, because you got to think about it. Like now, you got the damn album, and then you got the four 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 album. Mm-hmm. And Jay Z's album was incredible as well. But you, the, the 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 impact of how 
much uh, it did for the get culture. Get a little, little closer for me. Anyway, yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's cool. Just to get a little bit uh, uh, the, the culture when it, when it came down to, to like a Kendrick or a Jay because I don't know. They could both be swept by by somebody like Bruno. But right. Cause that, that but album, Bruno album was crazy yeah. as fuck too. Yeah. So let's be real. Yeah. You know what I mean? He kind of like showed the whole pop music that R and B was a real thing and it should be respected and more should more people should be looking into doing chords and bass lines like synths and 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 B sections and bridges and all that shit that you know a lot of our R and B artists aren't doing anymore. Right. So right. I don't he know. brought a lot, Bruno brought a lot of fun, especially yeah, during a lot did. of up, dark time. Like society was going through some dark and serious stuff. You put yeah. on the Bruno yeah. bars. Bruno, and then- <laughs> you forgot all about it. You yeah. was doing pimp shit all of a sudden. <laughs> let me, let me, there he goes. Let me play devil's advocate though, shit. please. I mean, but do you think Bruno Mars has the ability to to do things that others don't right now? Because I mean, R and B is not really accepted by a certain demographic. Bruno Mars is kind of giving you an opportunity to hear things that, you know, the market really wouldn't support. Right, yeah. but from an actual yeah. African-American army yeah. exactly. guys, right? And, it, and it's like, you know, and then you'll find some, like, it's like when when Taylor Swift starts putting drum trap drums into her the baseline of her, <laughs> right. of her tracks yeah, right. then that you got you then, we, we then, blame you man you know we blame you right <laughs> hold on hold on I'm trying to get that who paper. sold who gonna have these paper. who gonna uh, have these damn symbols and, want, it? and hits but at the end of the day you know you gotta understand like that'll only you know help others get into those radio stations as well that you know you know, like your little Uzis or your Post Malone's or some of these other cats that are on uh, pop radio right now. I think it's because you know it's this, this you know the resurgence of just black music at the, at the front, at the forefront. So. Let me ask you a question, Henny, about the voting process again. I'm sorry to go back yeah, to that, no, but there are good. a lot of like you know younger producers or guys who are on the fringe of trying to get in, and they their idea is that there's a bunch of white dudes voting about that particular genre, and that's yeah. why they're never going to get a shot yeah. when, when it comes to the Grammys. So can you kind of give a little more of an idea of what type of diversity goes into the voting process for each genre? Is it is it all white guys that are old no. and don't know anything so, about your genre? Like I said before, right? If you're a voting member, which means that you are actively in the music industry and you're putting out music, right? So if you're a little song, if you're a songwriter or a producer out there that's had some placements uh, and it's been, you know, on Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal or even SoundCloud, you're eligible. You know, if you have a certain amount of songs within a certain amount of years, you're eligible to pay your fee and become a recording member. Now, or become a recording member that's a voting member. Okay. Some some members aren't voting members. They're associate members. You know, they work right. for education or they work, you know, in, in management and other right. things like that. But they're not necessarily making recordings. So they're not going to be considered a voting member of the recording academy. But they could also, you know, be a voting member that actually makes the vote. You know what I mean? Like the ballot comes out. They can actually vote. So it's not just at the end of the day who's going to choose these guys. It's every, every, my bad, bro. Everybody in the voting members, like from, you know, Seattle all the way to down here, right. all, the, all the different chapters have their, you know, voting members that's going to vote on these awards. And then all those ballots go to like a consultant company like Deloitte and they seal it and they tally it up and then they bring it back the day of the award show. And so it's never, you know, the old white guys in the back say, ah, maybe let's just <laughs> give it to, you know, but right. you got to still understand popularity is still going to be a thing. Right. right. But the one thing people don't realize is even as a voting member with all the 60 categories that you see, you still only get 15 votes that you can vote on. 
So if you don't know a certain genre, you're most likely not going to vote because you don't have, like you only have 15. If you know rock and you know pop, and that's four categories there, four categories there, and then you're also going to vote for the four categories at the top, the album of the year, record, song, and all of that. That's like, that's it. You're done. That's, yeah, you can vote for something else and it's a rap and you can't vote for anything. Right. And so as you understand that, it's like, yeah, it's really going to be the peers that know your shit. That's probably going to be voting for your stuff. Right. That's part of the that's part of the academy. So right. keep you know, working, basically, is what yeah. you're saying. That's, that's, that's it's not actually, what you think it is. Right. That's actually important. You should do a a, a segment on that, especially yeah. closer to the Grammys, because I think people get this idea in their head, and it may not be true at all, and they're just walking around thinking. Especially a lot of artists. I've heard that argument mm-hmm. from a lot of artists that. Shouldn't I guess no better? Yeah, they're, they're frustrated. <laughs> like, but you got to. It's like it's like voting. It's like any type of voting out here. You right. know, you got to get involved. You got to know what to be voting for, and you have to vote. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're eligible to vote if you're active in the industry. Right. So pay your dues. So as opposed to complaining about it, get involved, and especially a lot because a lot of people I know complaining have the ability to vote. Yeah, Q-tip complained. Definitely. He was he was upset. Q-tip got pissed. Yeah, he was upset. I'm a huge tribe. Not, who Quest is not a like, right, right. But I, that album was not. It like, was not Grammy. Was, I mean, not the impact. He can album be upset. I wish it was. And I've talked about this before. And I mean, he could be very upset. But at the end of the day, it was your peers that voted these tops, right? Twenty, and then became the top five, right? And so it wasn't these guys in the back that's just like, come on, man, why y'all ain't fucking with that me? Don't right. Know. Like, right, right. It was. It was your peers saying, ah, these albums were a little bit process. But he, that's should. he has to. He should. But, should. but a lot of us, a lot of us are part of. A lot of us are part of the Grammy Award situation nominees. Go to the show and all that, and never know how it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And let's just be honest. Yeah. You know I what I mean? And so excuse, that's why I want to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to make that yep. sure plain, plain yeah. and simple. That was good because I didn't know that. And I, I've worked with a lot of artists that have a lot of complaints, and I don't know that. That's they the number one complaint. Yeah. They yeah. hating on me, son. Well, they think it's like this this arbitrary white man. It's always like this this you know, that the, know the anything white about man that's, that's yeah. holding us down. It doesn't want blacks, you know, involved. And it's like, uh, I mean, I'm black. And there might have been I don't something to that. Think in, that album in, was dope. <laughs> oh, I think there might have been something to that in previous years. No, because I mean, for a for a long time, hip hop was televised. Black people also voted for Macklemore. That's what I need you to know. It's that, yeah. that black people voted yes, for Macklemore. Yeah, they did. That's why I like I, I like Macklemore. Sing it. Sing a song. I told you guys before we started this that I love the same love song. I told you that already. So are you coming out? You go just come on out. Come on out, man. Stop tiptoeing. No, I'm not coming out. I thought it was a good song. I thought it was a good song, but I think I should be able to like any song I you want should. to. You should. You, should you can like, like whatever you song you like. You just not. And it's funny because BB bullying you about <laughs> which is ridiculous because he's not even 100 black. What does that have to do with anything? How is that? How is that right? Everything to do with everything. Because oh, wow. Macklemore had a song about that. Didn't he have a song about all the social issues, interracial relationships? He and does. Some other shit. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I actually am not a Macklemore fan. He's, I like his videos. Like we, were, me and Henny were yeah. talking. His visuals are really good. The video so. was yeah. though. I don't know. It's some, but there are a lot of songs that I don't know if I like the song without the video because they get introduced at the same time. I'll give an example. Beyonce's um, the the Minato. The Lemonade album, but the very first one, Daddy, I'll, the, the the first one that, that get yep. in formation, right? Mm-hmm. So if I heard that song on the radio, I'm a huge Beyonce fan, along with Kevin. 
But no, no, Kevin is not a fan. I, I am. I am. He's in a the beehive. Okay, Kevin is Come in the beehive. He's in okay. the beehive. We're both good. in the beehive. You claim that? <laughs> I, I don't be like on Twitter chasing people down and shit. But hey, I but give credit where it's due. He said, "Yeah, credit where it's due." He can't live it. He be telling niggas put a ring on my face. Something about Beyonce though. You don't have to worry. Don't let don't let this machismo. He be telling niggas put a ring on it. I just I just want to know like when you might be on Instagram and you see somebody say something kind of smart about Beyonce. <laughs> you kind of get tight. Yeah, no, you kind of get tight a little bit. You don't say that, but you kind of feel that. some tight. Uh, what emotional connection uh, you have to that? Uh, what is this? Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. So, Henny, I'm saying I don't know if I would have liked that song if I didn't see the video with it because the video was so dope. I had the same. I, I had the same comment. So I was like, you know, if you would have heard us on radio first, right? It probably wouldn't have had the same reception, right? Is if you didn't see the visual for right. it, and that's a lot. You know, some a lot of these records can really take it up a notch when you have a great visual. And now somebody like Macklemore, you know, not, not saying he's not talented, but his visuals always took it up to another level right. that made it appreciate the song even more than you probably would have just if you would have just heard it on the radio. Right. You know what right. I mean? Well, sure. Before we get to it, I know we're gonna we gonna move on, but what is your favorite the favorite song that you've done so far? Because I know you're oh, still wow. working with. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I, I get asked this all the time, but I mean, if when I look back and, you know, and being able to talk to my kids about records and stuff like that as they get older and believe it, um, my president is black. Um, that was it's huge in the fact that it was the theme song for the first black president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, it will live on forever. And I've, I've done some great records that were dope and whatever, but, you know, that made it all the way to the, to, you know, the Nobel Peace Prize Museum and all that wow. stuff. So it's it's one of those that's things huge. that just last. And um, congratulations, by the way. Yeah, yeah appreciate dope. it. That's yeah, dope. it's it's one of those like you don't think about it until you're just like, damn. But I remember that 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 day he you know he won and you go ride down Peachtree and everybody playing it, yeah. and blasted Everywhere. it, and everybody and felt it was like, just, like a swell of pride. I was like, yo, this I is mean, insane. Hold on. In, in all fairness, swell of pride? in all fairness, he wasn't the first black president. He was the first biracial president. He was. So okay. I mean, okay. you know, y'all can have some of that. Don't take too much. <laughs> but, but, right, right. No, you right. got to be black. <laughs> Do something good. But, like it ain't one drop. You know. Yeah, it's a one drop. I mean, you know, so that's going to be probably, you know, one of my proudest up to, up to this date just because. Uh, that's wild, though. Yeah. No, that's, that's, nah, it's, that it's, is, it's crazy. It's that crazy. Is, I mean, that's a hell of a big joker to throw on the table. He did. I wasn't. Part of history, bitch. Yeah. Tied myself to Obama. Now what? Like, okay. So speaking of sexual harassment, mm. <laughs> really? Right? Speaking of sexual harassment, <laughs> sexual harassment. Oh, the- I'm saying it seemed like we were going there. Didn't, y'all, y'all didn't feel it. <laughs> the segue. The segue. Y'all didn't feel that switch. No. no, but Russell Simmons has been in the news. <laughs> Russell Simmons, godfather of hip hop, right? I, but I have I have a different take on this. What is your take? Okay, Russell Simmons. If it's all alleged right now. Everybody agrees that, right? Nothing has been proven. See, you're well, on your think, eyes. I think Russell acknowledged that, you know, he may not, because he's had a history of, of... Did he acknowledge? He's, I think he acknowledged and he stepped down. He, he stepped said, down. You know, I may everything. have misstepped. Yeah. He stepped yeah. down for and, and a, stepped a whole down. different reason. Though. He like what owned it, this shit, though. Everybody else be lying. About? And Russell, I felt like Russell owned this no, shit. No, he stepped down because he has to keep making money. And he knows that him being in the middle of that back and forth, I did and I did, you did, I didn't, that's going to mess up his money. So he stepped down to, to continue making money for his brand, for his legacy. That's, your, that's, that's what you're alleging. I'm just saying. I mean, but he got little girls <laughs> too, the, though. The reason why you step down is so the business continues. Because if I you're in the way, he didn't get fired, he stepped down. So right. I mean, that, But that also assumes 
But you can't fire it, it Russell. Assumes, no you can't. It assumes not. guilt, though. It does not. assume some type does of not. guilt. Because if he wasn't guilty of anything and he felt like there was, it, we weren't going to be able to prove it, I don't think he would have said down. Kevin on this show just a few weeks ago said, where there's smoke, there's fire. He believes that shit. So that means. Don't bring that up. I don't think that's a valid point. Which one? The, the, the point about if. if it must be he must be guilty right. if he were to step down. I think that in this day and age, you have to really you know take in so many different factors of what you're gonna do. Right. And if if it's too much to fight and it's gonna cost you too much, you just go ahead and make yeah. a move so that your business can can, can carry because, on. Because you know that just just being accused is enough to just it's all right. Yeah. Let me hold on. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think as an adult, it's important to at least say, you know what? Even not, if I disagree with you, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. And that's kind of what he said. And that's what he said. That's what he said. Of some type of guilt. He he said all this isn't true, but I don't. He he said that. He said that everything in that letter. That's 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 what I read. I mean, everything that she said is not true. But but saying everything that she said is not true does not does not does not state I didn't do anything to everybody does something that way. You've you've sexually harassed a dude before. I have not. You have. You definitely have. But here, I don't want I don't want to stray away from my point too too far yet. So my question though. Ultimately, when we look at the entire grand scheme of things, when it comes to everything Russell Simmons, for the past, let's say, 50 years, he has made quite an impact on hip hop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can read some of these accolades if you need me to, referring no, we, to the we, list. We, and we, comedy. We're aware. Mm-hmm. We're aware. Right. No so, I mean, like, he's, he's spearheaded so many things. Right. So, that's the past 50 years. I, I would say he has another 50 years worth of work to do. How old do you think he's going to be? I don't know, man. They, technology these days, man. Techno- he does meditate <laughs> no and do less. yoga. Technology yeah. these days, man. He's, yeah. he's only no eating- less than 137 years old. <laughs> he's, he's only eating paper napkins at this point. So, yeah. you know, he's a yoga up- master. He's already channeled he eats, his cheese. He eats yeah. raw yeah. broccoli. And so, look, yeah. right. my, question is, my question is, when these types of cases come, the people end up just going to obscurity. They disappear. So would we say that we don't want Russell Simmons to be Russell Simmons anymore in in lieu of the idea that he sexually harassed someone, I I guess, and I get you know as the only female, I'm sure my perspective is going to be different. I think this happens. This this Me Too movement is just relevant because it's been happening for so long behind closed doors, and I think that there's a shift as far as women being more successful and having more of a voice. So we're talking about the things that have been happening for years. You know, all of us have worked in entertainment, and I know. That you've seen situations happen like this, but we just we've been taught and conditioned not to talk about them. But just right. because we've been conditioned not to does not make it not right. Amanda Seals is one of the people that have said something about Russell Simmons. She's very credible. I don't know exactly what happened, but we do know that that's been a part of the good old boys. I think you're missing my point. I, I, what is I, your point? I completely accept <laughs> everything you said, and I take it. You know, it's, it's, I'm not taking it lightly. Okay. What I'm saying is, we know. Let's say that it comes out that Russell Simmons actually did okay. sexually assault these women. When we compare that to the body of work, are we willing to negate all of that that work and hold on the potential for the next fifty years of work to do? Right. Based I mean, but on to the me, idea, it's the same thing as with Cosby. When I, I sit back and with my you know with my kids and even you know my my goddaughter, you watch the Cosby show, you see the impact that the Cosby show in a different world had on black culture, like. How many? I didn't realize how many kids went to college because they saw a different world. Bill Cosby's impact on the culture far outweighed. I don't know how many women had that issue. You know what I mean? And I think that that's an argument. I don't know how we separate the the person's contribution from their indiscretion. You know what I mean? But well, there definitely Dave has Chappelle, to be a conversation. He, he saves more than he rapes. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah. But but I'm saying though. I mean, cause like even with Al Franken, right? He just uh, he just stepped down. He just resigned from uh from the Senate. Yep. But mm-hmm. the work that he was doing, I need him there, man. What like what the fuck are you doing? But but is anybody but willing how to do we stop is him anybody, from raping? See, but see, there's the thing though. Here's the here's the thing. Is anybody willing to go on record saying uh, some children were harmed in the taping of this this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, is anybody willing to go on record and say, "Man, we've had a lot of stuff happen that wouldn't have happened for black people had it not been for Bill Cosby." So he may have done this, but let's figure out what the punishment is and let's still support him. What's let's figure it's out what the hard. punishment is for Russell Simmons and let's still support him because we need those next fifty years to be incredible. Like that, the last fifty, and I think right. that's something that happens with black artists more so than white. I remember when Chris Brown had the situation with Rihanna. Yeah. Again, I have to re- reference that, but. They took his music off radio yeah. immediately. And I was yeah. just like, first of all, we didn't even know what happened in the situation. <laughs> right. All we knew is we saw pictures of Rihanna and then radio Straight yanked up. his the, music. Those pictures That's of exactly Rihanna were enough. That's just, I mean, I've had to deal with it myself as a young kid, um, just understanding just how fast it can change for you in just a blink of an eye. And nobody thinks of you any, any way but that way now. Right. You know? Right, right. And it just, all it takes is time to realize, like, yo, I fucked up. Right. My bad. Right. Shit, I'm trying to figure this shit out. Right. And right. we all go through things right. where we fuck up and we're trying to figure some things out. So you can see Chris Brown, what is it, almost 10 years now later, mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, he's still dealing with that, but people have accepted him, you know, again. Right. So it takes that time to say, like, yo, okay, everybody's going to have these issues and these these things, and nothing that was done was right or, you know, valid or anything like that. But it's like, yo, okay, Let's just give it time to figure out what is really going on, right. or is it just going to fall? You know what I mean? Because right. I mean, now- I, I don't, I don't know how to. I mean, even with Kobe Bryant, you know, you remember there was that issue of him. No, he did. Uh, he was a, did which hit? Are you throwing that out? What the the, what? the rape? Ah. You gonna throw that out? I don't know. Kobe, he lost his. Kobe did that shit. No, but he lost his endorsements. You guys remember that he I lost all his endorsements. His yeah. endorsements were yanked. But then eventually, because you know, I've always and, and no, he never got it back. Well, he he got only reason he, he got, got off. Only reason he got off is because the girl had like several samples of semen in the underpants. <laughs> she did. You know, I mean that that definitely affects. <laughs> The validity, and I mean, you know, that's the, that affects the credibility in her statement. It did. The it, black light on her draws was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it, to give an example of what you were saying about the response, when you look at the Republicans and what they're doing right now with, with your boy Roy in Alabama, I think today, in fact, mm-hmm. um, that yep. response is one where we understand that he may have done something and we do not agree with his morality. Mm-hmm. But we're in 100% agreeance and we're supporting him because of what he's he's he stands for. Um, he's going to do what we need him to do. His agenda aligns with us. And it's, it's despicable to watch someone do that. But this type of unfla- unfair play, it really negates us being able to play fair as well. Right. That's so when you see point. somebody say, say, like, hey, he's been raping somebody. So look. <laughs> He gonna make these political moves that I need to be made. I think we it just, just have feels to, wrong. It though. is wrong. It, it feels yeah, but some things, it doesn't feel I think some good. things are more important than others. Like, do do I feel like Al Franken could have like offered some form of grievances and then got back to work? Right? Maybe took a suspension or whatever. I don't really do that. But, <laughs> right. Right. And because the work that he does is a little bit more impactful to the culture. Right. Right. To the right. world. Right. Right. Whereas Roethlisberger. Eh, I mean, you I throw a few I, footballs. Yeah, the Steelers won. 
That's that's <laughs> right? that's, a, that that's a slippery slope though because it's all an interpretation of what that person's contribution is. I know that this 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 argument would eventually include R. Kelly. You know what I mean? And it's like because I know people to this day that will go to an R. Kelly concert, buy his music, look you in the face, and say I don't give a damn. And then I'm on the other hand like, are y'all serious? Like he continues to write little girls and everybody's cool with it. Y'all keep playing basketball with him. It's all good. Like this is not normal. But I believe people, he could fly. Did he did he continue to rape little girls though? <laughs> yeah, is that what is, is that is that what was being accused of him? Uh, he was, he was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, you see how this gets real. Muddy waters. I mean, there's so many different things that happen in this entertainment industry. Whether it's you know, um, you know, you know, sexual misconduct or just even like financial misconduct. Right. right. Think of right. think of like the issues that. Any producer or songwriter going back to music have had with cash money, right? Yeah. And how much they <laughs> have not been to able happen. to get me included, <laughs> me included, where I had to, where we had to figure out how to get our royalties and our statements and things like that, just because of how they played their, you know, how they operated their business. Right. And but at the end of the day, they're continuously, you know, having successful runs, and people still want to sign with sign them. with them. Be you know, and it's like. At the end of the day, people are just going to keep going towards what what helps them. What's right, and what helps them. if there's success, you know? and because I've always said it from a PR perspective, if you do a huge infraction, something like Chris Brown or even Kobe Bryant or whatever, the biggest way to overcome that is to have a winning season. Michael Vick. Go out there, do good, you know, play good ball. People mm-hmm. forget when they are excited about something else because it's more important for them to enjoy the football game <laughs> than it is for them to be concerned about the, the the dogs that may have been mistreated. That's just human nature, unfortunately. Um, you know, I for one didn't care about the dogs. That wait, I didn't either. But I'm just saying, people, the 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 fans that were angry at Michael Vick, if he turned around and had a winning season, as we saw, now he's right, right. you know, it doesn't matter. Like Chris Brown. Winning records, he's undeniable. You know what I mean? So you can't keep him off radio yeah, but because Chris Brown was crying on stage. Like, he made an emotional plea to the public. It does. I don't even uh, think that mattered. I think that there are some people that care. But the fact that he had number one hits and he's super talented, it's Kobe Bryant. I don't give people. There are people that don't even know, don't even care about her underwear. It's just the fact that Kobe was necessary. He was talented. Michael, I mean, it's just talent over, talent trumps mistakes all day long. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I, he, Peed on a 14-year-old girl, but the fact that the dude is talented. On tape. On tape. Allegedly, though, right? It's not allegedly. <laughs> He's on tape. He wasn't like convicted right of that. It's on, it's on the internet he right was, now. So, so you watch you can see it. So y'all watch child pornography? Oh, oh man. That's a whole other, a whole other <laughs> crime. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going to step down from the show. That was a slippery slope. Speaking of children online. That was a smoother transition. Okay. No, no, I didn't. I didn't right. try to be smooth about mine. No, I you want, didn't. I you didn't. Just, just <laughs> kids online. Yeah, the the Keaton Jones. Have, have y'all y'all know about what's going on yeah. with with this? Where the the mom? Where, I, I guess she had just picked him up from school or whatever, and and you know he was feeling bad about being bullied, and you know she said, "Well, well I, out of curiosity, why do they bully?" <laughs> Why do they bully me? And he goes, they poured milk don't, on me. Don't pay for don't I do that. I have to do the voice. Don't, don't. You have to do the voice. You know they rehearsed that thing uh-huh. a couple times, man. That was probably take five. You think they rehearsed? But he was crying. Did you Did you see man, it, That Jamal? was a good rehearsal. You know I saw that jump. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good rehearsal. Practicing, you know, everybody fell for The it. niggers are bullying me. <laughs> he didn't say that. Y'all are not telling the story correctly. The how, niggers came to save him. The niggers <laughs> came to save him. They that's, did. The no, real, no, no. that's the real story. So that's right the, that, no, that's, what, that's why I asked Jamal to come on the show because, mm. because we saw that immediately, like, 
I looked up and Rihanna posted, T.I. Po- all these yeah. people were posting in support of him. And to, in my opinion, because just maybe a month ago, we saw this 10-year-old little, 10 year old little black girl hung herself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we didn't Video get this out. Viral. Yeah, we didn't get an yeah, outcry of... Yeah. Well, I mean, because you can't bring a, a girl that's been hanged to a event. It's How not can, that... It's, it's, not, it's not that... It's, she's going. You can't bring course, her nowhere. Of, I mean, of course, we don't want to minimize the, the scenario, but... Yeah. But of course we cannot bring her back. But it, it was it was a case in point where you could see that we are not as attentive and we're not as excited to help our own. Um, and we really don't. I don't. You know, I don't think it's real kosher to make an example of the folk. Um, I've been kind of coached up, <laughs> <laughs> not to you know just point out. But who the ugly little white boy? That's not, a, not a the first, little ugly first, white boy. That's, ugly. that's an ugly little white dude. Like, like, he, he does look like dude from like, the Goonies. Don't I, he? I, they I, did I, say he the boy in the basement. Jamal, I, 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 if, I, he the boy in the basement. Does he have some type of medical issue? He may. He may. I don't know. But we got to keep up with him because I got to see him in like eighteen years. I do want to see. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I wouldn't have bullied him. I wouldn't bully him. But I would have definitely laughed. That's funny. That little ugly little boy is but see, that's the thing, funny. Looking. The thing is, oh the thing God. is, though, I, we yeah, we that he really wasn't was, being yeah. bullied. He he had says a little racial slur, and somebody. Do just we know responded. that though? Is that been and, and that's why I said that that's what they say. We we yeah. don't know anything at this right. point. True. We, we, do, told, we do know the mom was very calculated and had a a very conscious effort to get to the money. Well, see, yeah. that's we don't know that either though. I read I read an article last I night after I heard that. about this that those those accounts have been shut down. There they were by men. It wasn't even by they may not have been by her who set those accounts. I think that's her PR spin on it, trying to get away. From it because she did she she if we saw that there was the with the uh, exactly. shilling the the MMA fighter right yeah. he actually outed her with the wasn't the text her account messages. that wasn't her account though it was another account be, maybe she set that. up another account yeah I don't believe that I, because obviously so everything she's not by everything herself. except the video was her. <laughs> Right. What do you mean? Everything but the video was her. Every, well, it wasn't her. Excuse yeah, because oh, okay. she's saying now I, that she didn't. That, but but she she literally said in that text message back and forth to him and anything. Someone went literally wrong. said in that text message. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand right now. No, come on, we we can't give Russell credit if we're not gonna give this crazy white supremacist woman with the ugly little kid the same credit. Mm. I mean, we, we what we do know is the kid is she, ugly as fuck. Tell we do me know we giving her credit because because from from what I see, it's coming it's coming from her talking to him and saying, no, I, we don't want to. You just you know send them out. Right. We want you to go ahead and stay down and send us some money. Right. And she and said then, we, we have to. She said us whites should stick together. Us whites got to stick together. Which I don't have a problem no, with because we feel the like black against, against the predator. Against the predator. Against the predator. Yeah. And she said, and she now she is on video. But see, y'all keep saying she, and what I'm saying is that we don't have proof yet. She's on a video. There's a video of her because she did it. She did an interview this morning Mm -hmm. where she claims that she was made fun of by her friends for not being racist. She's trying to do damage control. What? So the point but no, is, that's bullshit. Yeah. What, what, I don't, what you mean for not being racist? Yeah, she said that. So, so the guy's like, so who are your friends? Right. I, I, at the very minimum, you guys are in a. You know, she said it was a, it was just coincidental that they're in a picture with a Confederate flag. Right. That's point point is, in that little puny there's ass twenty two. There's Man, a reason that there's yeah. a. What is the reason that within a day this little white boy was able to get more support than? I don't know. There are thousands. We did a. I did a, a charity event for cricket with Chili on Sunday, mm-hmm. in Stone Mountain. Right. There were so. I mean, so many little kids that parents put them online. People, you know, we know yeah. that this is a social media age. People put their kids on social media all the time. What is it about this little white boy that got us? So excited as a culture that we were all supporting him. He was getting opportunities to go out to see the Avengers. Yep. Rihanna was uh, one of the. I mean, it what was, is it, it about vi- him? It was, it was that- the visual. I mean, if you think about 
what bullying means, right? And what it, what all it, what it, all it, like even in cartoons or whatever, the kid who got bullied, he always was somewhat funny looking. So <laughs> like, um, it was just a thing that That's I half think, our superheroes. Yeah, it was just one of those things that just aligned perfectly, right? So that everybody was like, oh, this is it. This is he is the poster child for a bullied kid. Boom, run it. I got a step further. I'm these damn celebrities. Stop it. I, you know, the artist that I managed or whatever. I know for a fact that attaching your artist to something like the Alzheimer's Foundation, which one of my artists was, that's a hard sell. Yes, everybody right. knows that they have either a loved one or they know someone who has a loved one who has Alzheimer's, but it's still kind of the thing that we kind of tuck away and we kind of, you know, I'm embarrassed about this. So it's something that's not really on the forefront. Breast cancer, we see that all the time. It's still something that we try to tuck away. It's not really so forefront. Right. A bully kid, that's a quick sell. These these celebrities know that if they attach themselves to that. Yeah. Well, I think the mother knows easy. that too because she was tagging Carl. Cardi B and Kirk Franklin and Snoop Dogg, which I don't so even know weird. how the hell the three of those are in the same sentence. I, I, I think that what happened is she saw that she, because she, she probably didn't even know all those people. She saw that, ooh, the black folks are trying to help us. Let's find some more. And she went online tagging them because if Cardi B sees that Rihanna did it, a lot of celebrities are monkey see, monkey do. But you're, so you're talking right. about calculated, but then you're saying that someone who's calculated is also going to send a post out saying, help us with these predators. People who are calculated she send don't a post do that. Out. She, this guy reached out to so her. I know. He reached but out to her. But that's permanent. So you don't do that. If you're being calculated, you don't make those types of moves if you're also making moves. You don't, well, when I say calculated, no, I, was not, I, was, I was saying calculated. I was being a little bit facetious because honestly, tagging Cardi B in a post is not... Super calculated. That, that's not really calculated. And, and Kirk Franklin. So I'm saying this is someone who's not in touch with black culture because you would not put Cardi B, Kirk Franklin, and Snoop Dogg. Who, where did Kirk exactly. Franklin even come from? That's weird. As uncalculated as you make it, those celebrities. There's the top three black people she knew. And I, I think as uncalculated as you may think it may be, um, being that she is not of the culture to come off, you know, a little bit, I guess, awkward is is definitely what she would need to do to be effective. Um, I don't want to give her too much credit, but her idea of let me put my boy out and, you know, make him look really pathetic, I think that was her part that yeah, she was calculated it, it was, on. Yeah, it was like those... Her then those... response was not calculated. She didn't think it was going to be that mm-hmm. big of an outcry mm-hmm. in which well, millions she, of people... Well, she didn't think, I think it's ironic that she did, she put this out, more black people rushed to her aid, yeah. and then it was a white person that said, this is some bullshit. I'm not, this <laughs> right. is not true. Yeah. You're racist, and I don't want to be a part of this. He front. He put it out, and he, immediately all the... So I just think mm-hmm. that was kind of ironic in the fact that, you know, black people... And I think that we do have a... I don't care what anybody says. We see black. Ex- we love whites. <laughs> we love the whites. We love the whites. The mammy. You do. The mammy. <laughs> that mammy syndrome. You want to be somebody, man? Hey, man. We sick. <laughs> oh wow. We, we sick, sick, boss. boss. <laughs> <laughs> hey. No, that's <laughs> real <laughs> shit, though. Yeah. It that is. That's my point. We being bullet, boss. <laughs> I mean, I hey. saw, and, and when he said something shit. about the celebrities, I mean, just to really, you know, make them to be very transparent. It was not just an earnest. Right. Want to help this young man? It was this photo opted. I know I'm about Absolutely. to get to help mm-hmm. get the little white shine. boy. Yeah, we seeing all type of select B list celebrities. I'm gonna send me his. Nigga, ain't nobody gonna send you no money. <laughs> <laughs> man, and you know what? And you know what? I say this too because I, I wasn't even to, thinking uh, about it. It's like them using it as a PR op, which we Absolutely. know that they do. It's too quick. It's too easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, yeah. it was an easy sale. It, it, I agree with you. It was just like those ASPCA commercials where they show the dog with one eye and play the sad music yeah. and shit. It pulls at your heartstrings. So I don't, I don't blame people for feeling empathy for Sarah somebody McLaughlin that's music. going through a hardship <laughs> or, or a terrible time, especially similar to because everybody's been bullied. I know I got talked about. 
We all, I'm sure we all got talked you get about talk it about one show. time. Or I, I still talk about you. Right. Right. You just, just haze me about, about Beyonce shit. I mean, but, you know, oh, it I happens. Mean, it's an easy target, just like this little ugly boy. <laughs> right, right. Stop but calling take, him for that. Example, oh, my God. But, but I'm going to say this. Fuck that kid oh, and wow. fuck his mom. Whoa. Right? And Heaven. here's why I'm saying that. I didn't see that coming. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Right. But here's why I'm saying that. A couple months ago, a friend of mine, RJ King, his daughter is similar age, grade school, right? right? They moved to Texas. Someone, one of her classmates sent her on Snapchat a noose and said, oh. I wish we should have hung all you niggas before, while we had the chance or some shit like that. Right. So he's in fear. So he, and the school did nothing about it. Right. Right. In my mind, kids like Keaton Jones going to school, call her a nigger and doing all that shit, that's a form of bullying itself. But we so you don't want me know. to give empathy for that kid but we don't who was know harassing that called anybody school-age of, girls like my friend's daughter. But we don't know that Keaton did that. We do if know that his family I was, was, was racist. And I had to show up to school <laughs> because some some little white kid was calling my little black beautiful daughter a nigger. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Everybody fuck black that kid and beautiful. And fuck his mom. <laughs> Yes, they are. Yes, they are. I need to see your friend's daughter. Yes, they are. (laughs) Can we get a a pick? Uh, You sure can. The the article went on BT. She might be beautiful. It it was on BT. It didn't go viral. It didn't go viral. That's my problem. That's my problem. Is that... that's Hold on. Your segue earlier made it so you cannot tell any of those jokes about seeing somebody's daughter. My problem is, is that we don't... All these different situations with black kids... None of them have gone viral. No, and yeah. I do that think went that, national. that it went national, but it didn't go viral. Rihanna didn't offer yeah. hell. If this had kept going, Beyonce shit would have shown up, and then it would have been yeah. a wrap. But again, Crystal, I mean, you're a publicist. You know the reason why. Nobody's willing to stand up to that system of white supremacy that, that way. Right. In that, in a celebrity can't do that. But celebrities more that. than I anybody think it's else more can. Inbred. I think that when we see a little white, when a lot of when a lot. When he said of, inbred. You were talking about a little ugly white kid from the country. Oh my God! I, and I, I do not stand behind anyone on the show saying the little kid is ugly. That's no, we're no, just we have bullying him agree. on our in our. If, if we show. have any comedy brown, funny looking. He, I think he has. I think he looks like a cleft palate or something else is happening. But the point is, I think that a lot what of my homies say like he's been pushing his face black, against the window. When black, <laughs> <laughs> when black people see a, a white, face. see a white child <laughs> suffering, it registers with them differently than when we see our own suffering, and that's a problem. That's my I, point. Absolutely, that's, that's it's a problem. Issue. Absolutely, right. That's the issue. I got, I got a buddy of mine, Moss B, um, who was on it before any of the news came out when he first. When the thing first came out, uh, my man Moss was was just real adamant. He was like, "Man, fuck this little retarded boy," and I was really shocked. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he he's just very pro black, um, and and really he just stuck his neck out there because this was before any of the other news had broke, right? Um, but it just comes a point in time that we have to almost make a conscious decision: like, do we support ourselves to almost a total? Just support that you almost are blind to anything else, and it's and it's kind of hard because you'll be like, okay, y'all hate white people or something like that, but it's almost I kind of parallel it to like if you're really having a hard time financially, and you don't have any money to loan to your buddy, but that's still your buddy though. But at this point in time, it's just all about you, and it seems like we're getting to that point in time where people's values are going kind of just crazy, and the opportunity that people wanted to take—that's how desperate people really are because these are celebrities. You know, they already got, you know, a piece of attention and all that. But they're so desperate that, you know, they think us little regular folk can't see. Like, damn, you thirsty <laughs> for attention. That's a that's a bad look. 
Yeah, you know? and what's so mm. crazy is right now, man, I feel like this is the time. 20, 2017, 2018, I think that we're at a place now where we're getting the opportunity to redefine what being black actually is, and we're not taking the opportunity. Because people are listening right now. Right. Yeah. People are right. listening right now, and we're taking our opportunities and to say this little to? kid as opposed to saying, hey, man, black people are not all this. We're not all that. We're all these things, and we have right. these abilities. Right. Pay attention to all of these things, but no, we're supporting whatever and whenever the opportunity lets us well, you can't say nothing because if you say something, you know, you slut shaming, you know, so you can't right. say nothing about the constant twerking that's going on with our women. <laughs> you know? right. So if we speak about the things that will kind of change the look, then we're already categorized. Somebody got to say something about the twerking. Somebody got to say something about yeah, that. I mean, I just Somebody got to say something about well, all the fights where they jump in on one guy and beat yeah. him until he's unconscious. Somebody has to say something about those right. things because we have the opportunity to redefine. This is our shot. This may be our last shot. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and you and you have people that, that have been saying something, and I'm not just going to point at myself, but I was a part. <laughs> I've been a part of an organization, or was a part of an organization when I was a teenager, um, called BTA Black Teens for Advancement. And it was something. It was not just the little cool, you know, the little nerdy guys or whatever. Killer Mike, in fact, was a big a big member in this. Um, um, Kwanzaa Hall was a big member. Um, but we we would kind of break up fights and you know speak against certain things and. We ended up traveling around the country kind of doing that. And I think at some point in time, we have to understand that we do have to be a positive role model, but you can't just be square. You just can't be Straight square up. pants because right. you have to attract some people to start. Right. You have to be marketable. Yeah. So this good shit that you got going on, you have to make it marketable and accessible to people. So sometimes you got to sexually harass somebody while you... I mean, if you got... I'm just saying, every I now and then you got to... Russell Simmons that shit. Well, I mean... No, no. Too soon? I don't believe you can twerk. You can't let me feel on that That can't be the definition. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole, the, the whole little song now that's going. What's, how's it go? What song? Fuck a man, I get some money. Oh, you know yeah. No, yeah. not that one. The, my, my homie, um, that's real silly. He was something, let me feel on your booty. I don't know that. Song. I don't know that. Song. That big old booty. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I bet oh, you can't twerk. Yeah. Let me see you twerk. Oh, yeah. I know you can't twerk. If you broke, go to work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, and it's going, it's going, but see, and see, that's what I mean. Like, it's so entertaining, and we're laughing, but that's a prop. That's a part of the problem. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we just... then kind of numb ourselves to it, to where we're just mm -hmm. laughing at it, and we don't see, like, man, this kind of vulgar song. Right. And you, and you know yeah, what? Let that, me, let me throw this out there, too. Because I think we were all bullied, but if you don't learn how to deal with bullies as a child, then you're done as an adult. See, I can't agree with that because when we were growing up, social media wasn't around. So I might have felt bad because the boys in my class were making fun of my cheeks, but the whole world wasn't laughing at them. So, I mean, it's a total different situation. We don't, bullying has been taken to enough. First of all, parents aren't as, even though some parents weren't involved then, parents really aren't involved now because kids are all online. So that's a whole different, and, and, and bullying did affect a lot of us then. We just don't talk about it. There are people that have, the, the entertainment industry is full of people that were bullied as a child and are mm -hmm. taking it out on people mm -hmm. <laughs> every day. So are oh, no, so, so the police force. So Exactly. That's, that's a perfect example. That doesn't go away. It wasn't okay then. It's not okay now. But now it's even worse because it's multiplied. I can't imagine if I looked on Facebook and there were 5,000 people laughing at something as opposed to just a class of 24 like it was back then. So I, don't, I think that that attitude of, well... You just got to get over being bullied. A 10-year-old hang themselves. Do you know how mm -hmm. messed up a 10-year-old had to be to... I can't right. even... I don't I even wish know I how got to hang her. myself as a 10-year-old. Mm -hmm. like, I wish I could have got to her. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, let me tell you a story. So my niece my niece got bullied. She's seven years old. Right. She came to me. She said, Uncle Kevin, this is... 
person is messing with me on the school bus. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Let me teach you how to fight. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a soft part of your nose and there's a bone right here. You feel that? Mm-hmm. You punch somebody right there, they will leave you alone. Guess what? A week later, I got a call because that bully was messing with her. Mm-hmm. That bully ain't messing with her no more. Matter of fact, all the kids are scared of get scared of her because Harley punches like a boy. Right? Well, that's, a, that's a great story, but what if what if but the bully had five knows, other kids jump now on she's her? She's got a lot yeah. more confidence. There was a kid that got beat herself. up. But Kevin, there was a kid that got beat up. He got jumped and the, it was taped, right? So you guys saw that where this little kid got jumped by a whole bunch. They beat him till he was unconscious and it was taped. So I, I get that teaching him how to fight. Again, this world is totally different. You teach her how to hit, and then the bully is like, oh, she's whack. Let's all beat her ass. Then what? Fighting is not necessarily the answer now because there's there's no rules. It's I agree totally with different. you because you can't do everything physically, but you also but you do have to do it mentally. Right. The other thing was how to joke, how to take a joke, and how to respond. Snappy comebacks, like you got to be able to throw those. Because yeah. yeah, if you can't right. do that shit as a child, I guarantee. Matter of fact, you're. I think if you can't deal with bullies as a child, then when you get into adult situations, you're more likely to be sexually harassed or outed or so on and so forth because you're going. That take was a cool whatever transition. somebody throws at you. I got a cool transition, harasser. but I don't know. I don't. I agree. I don't. I just. I still think that bullying that doesn't work. What's the fix though? Legislation. So we gonna. I don't know. Uh, we gonna the convict f- these little kids for being answer. bullies. I don't think yeah. there's just one answer. I think you just have to kind of understand case that by you case? have to be. Yeah. Well, not just case by case, but you just have to be a certain level of callous. You cannot be just super sensitive in this day and age. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, a you know a, a, a situation like having five thousand people witness you getting your ass whooped. That's, you know, that's something rough. that, yeah, that's going to be rough. And I don't know that you can really prepare somebody for that. You can't coach me up for that shit right there. I don't know, have you ever been in a fight? Yeah. I have you ever lost one. a fight? Oh, yeah. So you know what it's like. You, you, you get over it. Yeah. And, and no matter how many people right. saw it, you know, you could have got beat up at the pep rally. Yeah. Eventually. In front of the whole school. Damn. I wasn't like that. <laughs> I eat like that. But, but, but the, thing is, the thing is, is that you know that certain people have to be reinforced. And, and you know, another personality, you can just leave them alone. They're going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yep. They're gonna be all right, right? Um, so that's why I say it. it I don't want to just say case by case, but you can kind of feel a person. You know your child, and it, the responsibility is just still on you. And if you see, I mean, you're not just a square person. You can see if your child is kind of bully, bullyable, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then just kind of work He's with them because they're not gonna always come. I mean, I'm, I'm a single father. My son is 12. Um, going to be 13 tomorrow. In fact, um, he's in seventh grade. My guy's not the most aggressive. He's not not the punk, but he's not the most aggressive guy. You know what I'm right. saying? I question him before he has a scenario in which he has to this happened to me. You know, we kind of deal right. do some things, exactly. role play, yeah. all that. You know, because yeah. as a dad, shit, I'm kind of fearful. You talking about you didn't do something to my boy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I might go ahead and make the mistake. Yeah. Exactly. I and, feel you. No, and, that, yeah. that's true. But I, I think your point is good. Every kid is different, and you have kids that. You don't know if that little girl was... I mean, mental illness is a huge issue. Some kids, if a kid already has a pre, a, a, a preconceived, I guess, uh, affinity to be depressed and they get bullied, they may be more close to be suicidal. And they may not yeah. share that with their yeah. parent. Yeah. Right, you know what I mean? And, and, I, I had a son. I did not know. I thought my son was probably getting bullied just because he wore glasses and braces. <laughs> and he looked... You know, he definitely didn't wear... I, Gave him cool clothes. He really didn't. Your try son to do was him. tricking you. You thought he wasn't I watching he was, porn too. I, I did think he wasn't watching porn, 
that was horrible. I think but, if you're joking on but, your kids, every son is watching porn. But that, that, yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't joking on them, But the point is, you're I You're probably know. watching porn, too. As a, as I get a, it from you, Dad. I get it from you. As a, as a parent, you don't, you don't always know what's going on with your child. You don't. True. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's great to say I know my child, but as, as a parent, you don't always know what's going on. My kid was getting bullied, but he was fighting back, and he didn't need me to do that. Where my daughter, who was the more social one, was the one that actually was, you know, was, was dealing with it. So you just, you don't always always know but I do think it's something that we have to take seriously yeah. but that's yeah. what I'm saying what is a step do we do legislation though or I mean is it is it as significant as you're saying or is it really the numbers aren't that great now I'm not saying anyone should ever lose their life to suicide but are the numbers that great to where we come in and enforce legislation to where these young people are getting convictions now as being bullies when they're 10 years old and then they grow up to be a real person no. and they, no. they ha- you know what I'm saying yeah, I think that's, yes. that's, that's a little bit too much. Yeah, because most yeah, bullies were bullied. So they, they yeah. learn how to they learn to get that harsh. Oh, my yeah. uncle said fight, so now I'm fighting everybody. You know so then, can, can we have to kind of just leave it alone and let it work itself out in that sense? Then we can't really we can't really put it's, our grown fingers. Well, I don't think it. legislation it's, is the answer. I mean, nobody. Well, she was ain't no law going to stop me from calling you funny looking. But she was saying it was a very serious problem, and it's something that's gotten different now with social media. So what can be done if it's not legislation? And it's, it has to, it has to be a part. It has to be you know part of your village. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you know as a parent. You're gonna have friends, you know, that know your children, like mm-hmm. you said. You know, your man's like you. You might not be the. You might not be. You might be the uncle. You might mm-hmm. be. You, you know, your 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 dad's best friend, and and the village needs to be able to have to talk to these children and say if there's anything wrong with anything, you come to any of us, right? You right. know, and that. the engagement Absolutely. has to be there so that we can say, you know, it, it has to be just as as, as harsh as. A, a young girl telling somebody that somebody was touching me right. if somebody was like yo he's picking on me because that yeah. picking on me as a young boy could turn into him not feeling good and then next thing you know you don't know what the fuck is going on That's right. true. but it has to be that harsh like yeah. oh shit hold on you know, you have to. Oh man, don't chill out, man. If somebody's t- picking on you, just, just, you know, it, it needs to be stronger than that, right? Because right. it could be really affecting them mentally, and 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 we need the village, you know. And that's, and it, it's it's always going to start within those little circles, right? You know so, what I mean? So, did y'all see? Did y'all see the clip of the boy getting beat up by the girl? She was accusing him of stealing, stealing. Her, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was beating nah. the mess out of him, but he wouldn't hit her back. Oh wow! Yeah, I so, saw that. So, what did, what did you guys think of that? What did you think of that? I think, I think it was like well, a, the title's like, "What would you do? What would you have your son do if this was just?" Oh, son? they're like Hispanic, right? Were you they black what? or they? Well, I, I think they I, were I, Hispanic. I, 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 I did, it's kind of oh, I did see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah he, he was he, like on some bleachers. He, com- he composed yeah. himself to the up because she was getting face shots. She was getting it. Yeah, yeah. right. She was like mad what would aggressive. You, what would you What would you tell your son to do? Uh man. Uh, <laughs> once it starts, do your hurt, best. yeah. Once hey, it starts man. hurting to the point where you can't, yeah, ugh. you need to either move well, you out of the situation or yeah, she got to get that two piece. Yourself, because but she can't keep coming. I mean, that yeah. girl. Everybody, so y'all say, everybody has yourself. a limit. Well, I, I don't think that I don't think that men should hit women, but I also think that women shouldn't hit men. And if you if you hit someone, you deserve to be hit back. I would two-piece her up in middle school, <laughs> on the bus, in, in the middle school, a girl bit me on my side, and I gave her that business. I talked about it on this show. She, she got the business. The business. Yes. Yeah. You the, a kid. I'm a kid. We're not grown yet. Yeah. I just a little boy strength. I was, I was just telling your I was just telling your wife, man. Like when I was a kid, this girl Tasha slapped me when I was on the bus, man. I knocked her eyes. She had a nice little shiner behind it, but come find out she liked me or whatever but you know I didn't, so that's, I didn't even think about it oddly sexual 
Hey. It's, it's important to teach your and girls not to hit. And that's why I told women hit. now. But she smacked the shit out of me, though, boy. It's important to teach girls not to hit boys because I do think... I, I, I've never hit a boy, but I do. I remember playing around with a friend in high school, and he was small, so I thought, oh, he, I can push him around. And he slammed me into the locker just playing, but I was like, oh, they're way stronger than we are. So that's... <laughs> yeah. and ever since that was then, your wake-up call. That was my wake-up call. So now I have Shook an argument ass. with a guy. If I say something that's a little too slip, I just, you know, I'll remove myself because I don't want to get hit. I know that men are stronger. So because he is stronger... You have to teach your daughters. It's not because a lot of women I've seen. Te- well, you he can't hit you back. You better tell me if he hit you. But you slapping him in the face eventually. There's usually something that everybody snaps. got a breaking snap. point, man. But somebody gets everybody hit in the face that just makes snap. them yeah, be I believe like, in restraint. I believe you should try to restrain yourself. But you've given me the right to make a decision. Yeah, and that's what I. That's what I mean. Like I, te- I have a daughter. I got sisters, and that's what I tell them. I'm like, don't give them the right to make a decision. Right. Because it depends on how I feel. You hit me in the right spot, I'm going to give it to you. And sadly yeah. enough, there are people who will say, don't tell her she can't, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree but, with but, that. But, but see, but see that. and not to get too deep, you know, I'm, I'm pro men's rights. Um, men's rights? Exactly. Men, I mean, men have rights too, and that's what's crazy. It's like you see I value I myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her face. I mean, but it, but but it's the it's it's scoffed you know, the whole world and rights too. Good lord. I mean, oh, but it, but at the end see, of the day, mm. like if if I say Jesus if I say Christ. that I value myself to the point where I'm not gonna be hit, all right. Oh, so now let me say it. If I was a woman, let me say that I value myself to the point where I'm not gonna be hit. Oh yeah, we stand with that shit right, right. there. It makes total sense. But as a man, if I say that I have that same value, like this is the shit right here. These this all this right here. This is me. And I'm not going to allow you to to pop me. Now I may, you know, not hit you back, but it's still a decision that I have. Right. And that's 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 the element that I think that our ladies, our counterparts, are not trying to understand. <clears throat> are y'all getting beat up? Is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah, guys do get hit. Well, it's, 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 it's not so much getting beat up because see, you can't beat me. Well, girls, but I, I don't even want you to. I don't even like you to hit hit me. Like, don't get why mad. Why would you be with girls that are hitting? I, you? I do think there are certain women that that will use that like it's some type of magic force field, <laughs> like, right? I can and, keep coming. And you yo, can't do and nothing. they will wail on the dude until he just <laughs> click, and you don't want no nigga to click. Yeah. We don't want you to click. Y'all don't want us to click. I, I think non-violation is, is really the only... That's the, what we, we need here. to put forth in the culture. How did we get here? This the is not what we were talking about today. That's fine. We, I rights. think we've had a great talk today, though. <laughs> yeah, Overall, like, What right the on. hell? Dope guess, man. Y'all, y'all, have y'all been smart. everything already. You get oh, more stop money it. on the dollar. You said how do we get there, and you're about to go further. I'm just saying. Y'all get, get everything. Address your grievances with your congressman. We don't hear that shit. We got time for that. I just want to thank our guests for coming out. Um, definitely thank you to Henny The business When y'all hear that business tag On, on your favorite record You know where that came from no Thank doubt. you so much for Appreciate hanging out with us yeah. And definitely right for giving us some education On that Grammy process I think a lot of people that hear this You know will definitely learn a lot We learned a lot today What it's about And yeah. also Jamal Thank you for hanging out Bringing some additional insight <laughs> yeah. On uh, the situation And, and uh, definitely check out Culture Footwear We'll put up that information on the site So people can so, you know but go let, them, let them say how people can get in touch with you If you'd like yeah, um, on all my social media accounts, it's Henny the Business, H E N N Y T H A B I Z N E S S dot com or dot com or Adventures in Beatmaking dot com. You know, Adventures in Beatmaking is 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 definitely what I'm pushing right now. So yeah, uh, you can uh, check me out at uh, Kosher Footwear on Instagram, uh, Kosher Classics, Classics with the K on uh, Facebook. Um, definitely check us out at our website, Kosher Shoes. Um, yeah, just keep it kosher. Yeah. And we'll tag all your stuff to our social media and stuff yeah. so, you know, listeners will be able to go there and link to y'all. 
Well, I, hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, pleasure all mine. Respect. Listeners, once again, thank you for tuning in to Music Love Life. Uh, go to the website, musiclovelifeshow.com, where you can connect yourself to everything Music Love Life. And I guess we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>